Okay, so I bring Heidegger back to um, to the front stage. And um, this lecture is actually um, based on something that I'm currently engaged in, so it's very much a working process or even a thoughting process, so it might include some disorientation um, if you want to be relevant. So, And um, the basic question uh, that currently interests me and uh, that I would try to address here is the ontological status of the body in uh, Heidegger's later thinking, uh, specifically in the Tolikon seminars, um, and I'll talk about that. So uh, this is the, uh, the question. Um, oh, yes, and this is the uh, structure of the lecture. I'm going to present a claim that I'm going to, going to contradict it, hopefully, and then I'm going to uh, offer some sort of a solution or offer my um, puzzlement and disorientation. Um, okay, so this lecture addresses Heidegger's approach to the question of the body in the Tolikon seminars. And the Tolikon seminars were a series of philosophical seminars delivered by Heidegger between 1959 and 1969 at the home of the Swiss psychiatrist Dr. Medard Boss. As was typical, between 50 and 70 of Boss' psychiatric colleagues and students were invited to the lectures, which, while addressing a variety of topics, above all concerned the problem of the body. These seminars occupy a rather special location in the Heideggerian corpus, since they are one of the very few places where we see Heidegger discussing philosophical questions with non-philosophical interlocutors, whose understanding was determined exclusively through the lens of the natural sciences. Heidegger indeed referred to this, arguing that the phenomena of the body as such is especially concealed to physicians because they are concerned merely with the body as a corporal thing. Furthermore, it is in these seminars that Heidegger attempts to introduce these people of science to the richness and to the phenomena of the body. Owing to this, Heidegger confronts the difficult task of tackling a whole range of scientific presuppositions that require deconstructing, thereby shaking up the traditional approach to the subject matter. But the task of exploring the phenomena of the body is made twice as difficult given the fact that Heidegger did not address the topic at all in his writings. Thus, it seems that the philosopher who is the least propitious candidate to perform this task is invited to do just that. And before I present Heidegger comments on the body in the Tolikon seminars, let me say a few words to give context to this discussion. First, Heidegger delivered these seminars more than 30 years after the publication of Being and Time, which I have here. And, um, right, uh, sorry, after the publication of Being and Time, his major, major early work devoted to the ontological existential analysis of Dasein, namely the type of being which we ourselves are, and its unique ontological structure. In Being and Time, Heidegger only addressed the body in passing, specifically in relation to its ontic sense. Indeed, in Being and Time, the question of the ontological body is not evoked at all, 
and the body is not problematized like other topics that Heidegger explored at the time, for example, like death, giving them an entirely new ontological meaning. In 1929, then, the body was not understood as part of Dasein's ontological structure. Nevertheless, Heidegger does not say that it can't be. Rather, he argues that this subject is beyond the scope of his study. And I quote from Being in Time, Heidegger argues this bodiliness hides a whole problematic of its own, though we will not deal with it here. Here, Heidegger acknowledges the fact that he's going to skip over something of importance, something problematic, and something that ontologically needs accounting for. And indeed, he revisits the question of the body 30 years later in his lectures in Solikon. Now, whereas the problem of the body is in abstentia in being in time, Heidegger nonetheless addresses Dasein's speciality. While Dasein may not be embodied, it is certainly in space. Indeed, much scholarly literature is concerned with Heidegger's phenomenological existential analysis of spatiality, such as Jeff Malpas' studies, Didier Frank, and a lot others. But now we want to ask about the body of Dasein. So is it merely by means of asking the question of being or by confronting Dasein's temporality or its being towards death, that being is brought forth? Could Dasein have a relationship to its being via its own body? Could the body be a mode of being, that is to say, an existential? Or put differently, could this existential spatiality so frequently dis discussed in Heidegger's writing be a body such as it is for philosophers like Merleau-Ponty and Jean Nancy? And to, us, to answer this question, I'll begin with a question uh, that Heidegger addresses to the audience in Solikon. Do the limits of me as a corporal thing coincide with myself as a body? One could understand the living being as a corporal thing. I'm seated here at the table and feel this place enclosed by my epidermis. But then we are not speaking about my being here but only about the presence of the corporal thing in this space. Perhaps one comes closer to the phenomena of the body by distinguishing between the different limits of a corporal thing, corpore, and those of the body, lib. The corporal thing stops with the skin. When we are here, we are always in a relationship to something else. Therefore, one might say we are beyond the corporal limits. Yet this statement is only apparently correct. It does not really capture the phenomena, for I cannot determine the phenomena of the body in relation to its corporality. The difference between the limits of the corporal thing and the body, then, consists in the fact that the bodily limit is extended beyond the corporal limit. Thus, the difference between the limits, sorry, between the limits is a quantitative one, but if we look at the matter in this way, we will misunderstand the very phenomena of the body and of bodily limit. The bodily limit and the corporal limit are not quantitatively, but rather qualitatively different from each other. The corporal thing as corporal cannot have a limit which is similar to the body at all. So when pointing with my finger towards the crossbar of the window over there, I, as body, do not end at my fingertips. Whether 
is the limit of the body. It is evident from this passage that Heidegger's discussion of embodiment is related to the Husserlian distinction between Leib and Korpe, that is between the lived body and the physical body. Moreover, Heidegger chooses to introduce the problem of the body through the discrepancy between the physical body and the phenomenological body, whose limits, he argues, um, rather, sorry, neither co coincide nor overlap. The limit of corpore stops with the skin, but phenomenologically our bodies reach beyond that. And these two limits are evidently incommensurate. We cannot compare them as they are, as Heidegger notes, qualitatively rather than quantitatively different. So there is no common measure. So it is not that the lived body's extension exceeds the physical body extension, right? We don't have a common measure. Rather, in the case of the Leib's reach, we do not speak of a material extension at all. As such, the phenomenological body is extended beyond the skin, but we, of course, have to understand first what kind of extension is at issue. In my pointing my finger towards the window's crossbar, I'm already there at the window. So while, so while the physical body ends here with the skin, the Leib's reach is beyond the here and now of where I am. Thus, in pointing its finger towards the window, Dasein comports itself towards a horizon that surpasses the limits of the physical body. Heidegger calls this form of embodiment Leiben, which is translated as boarding forth. We see here that Heidegger takes the noun Leib, uh, body, lived body, and transforms it into uh, a verb structure, uh, Leiben, whereby the body becomes a way or a mode of being, and which is similar to what Heidegger does with the word uh, being uh, in German, Sein, which is uh, interpreted as an action uh, rather than a static uh, state. Thus, inasmuch as to be is essentially a dynamic movement, so too is boarding forth, which unlike the static physical body, the static corpus, is always changing. And I quote, the limit of my boarding forth changes constantly through the change in the reach of my sojourn. In contrast, the limit of the corporal thing usually does not change, right, unless we gain weight or lose some. Um, on this understanding, the limit of my boarding forth constantly changes according to its comportment towards a certain horizon of possibilities which are opened up by my pointing to the window or imagining myself in Africa or dreaming and these are all examples that Heidegger gives. Indeed, for Heidegger, these are not moments of intentionality in the Husserlian sense, as when I am directed towards something or when I make something present. For this, this making present does not involve a representation or a formation of a mental image of that thing. Rather, I quote, I make present the station itself which is standing, or in other words, located over there. So this extension of boarding forth is not the formation of representation, intentional or unintentional. It rather reflects Dasein ecstaticness, 
that, it's, that is its capacity to transcend the here and now to the there via this existential comportment. So we can see here that for, perhaps for the first time, doesn't comport itself in its existence, and this comportment is bodily. Owing to this, when pointing my finger towards the crossbar of the window, I, as bodying forth, do not end at my fingerprints, sorry, at my fingertips. Rather, I, as bodying forth, end in the there, where physically or corporally I am not. So how are we to understand this bodying forth, this encroachment, where the I exceeds as bodying forth the limits of its physical body? Heidegger does not have Merleau-Ponty's concept of flesh, but he does have recourse to the ontology of Dasein. And I quote, the limits of my body are configured or determined by the horizon of being within which I dwell. Since this is an important claim, <coughs> then let us look into it. Now, Dasein, literally meaning being there or existence, always transcends and goes beyond itself as it already is, extending to the possibilities of its being, which constitutes the essence of its existence. So Dasein always comports itself towards a horizon of possibility. Existentially, Dasein is always beyond the here and now in the sense that the here and now is determined by its horizon of possibilities. So Dasein must be able to able to understand itself not only in how I currently am, but also in the possibility what, of what I can be. Uh, for example, I can be the mountain climber, and this has a bearing on my being here and now because I need to practice, get fit, etc. This is an example I took from uh, King. Furthermore, what Heidegger tells us in Solikon is that bodying forth is configured according to Dasein horizon of possibilities. So while bodying forth is determined according to Dasein's ontological structure, it is not an ontological structure in itself. In addition, we should understand that the analysis of this ecstatic horizon character of temporality is also applicable to Dasein's spatiality. Indeed, the latter is configured according to the former. That is, space is configured according to time. Thus, we see that the structure of Dasein's ecstatic horizontal temporality is the ground for its bodily ecstatic horizontal embodiment. In fact, in Being in Time, Heidegger says just that. <coughs> no. Uh, oh, okay, he says just that. Only on the basis of ecstatic or horizontal temporality is the eruption of Dasein in space possible. However, in the Tolikon seminars, Heidegger goes a step further and grounds not only space on the basis of time, but also the body. This raises the following question. Are body and space ontologically one and the same thing? The answer is not quite. This is because Heidegger goes on to distinguish between Dasein's spatiality from its body. That is to say, Dasein is special, but this speciality does not coincide with its body. It is, in fact, prior. And I quote from Tulikon, the design of human being is special in itself in the sense of making room in space. 
and in the sense of the specialization of Dasein in its bodily nature. Dasein is not special because it is embodied, but, it's embo but its bodiliness is possible only because Dasein is special in the sense of making room. Dasein can have a body only because it is, first of all, spatial. And the meaning of this speciality is making room, ein Raumen. Let us look at this argument more closely. According to Heidegger, it is only because Dasein is special that what is ready to hand within the world can be encountered in its spatiality. In other words, when Dasein lets entities within the world be encountered in the way which is constitutive for being in the world, we give them space. This giving space, which we also call making room for them, consists in freeing the ready to hand for its partiality. So the spatiality of the surrounding world is founded on Dasein's ontological structure, owing to which it achieves existential relevance, and this is the meaning of making room. Okay, and I'll um, Okay. Um, in, so in the Solicon seminars, Heidegger problematizes this argument of uh, th exactly this one uh, by adding the body to the equation. Heidegger argues that Dasein makes room for the appearance of ready-to-hand entities, and this is the condition of possibility for its own embodiment. As Heidegger writes, its bodiliness is possible only because Dasein is spatial in the sense of making room. But does this mean that the body is no different from any other object encountered <laughs> by Dasein? Heidegger just argued that bodying forth echoes Dasein temporal horizon, that it is a correlate of the horizon of being. Owing to, to, this, to this, the body must have an ontological significance. Heidegger, moreover, introduces another reservation that challenges the notion of the ontological significance of the body. And just briefly, he says that the, the body or body forth does not contribute, contribute to any understanding of, of being. Um, so uh, on the one hand, we have Heidegger arguing that the body does have an ontological significance uh, in these seminars, but on the <coughs> other hand, we see Heidegger uh, saying something uh, completely different. So just to conclude, the meaning of being is found in Dasein's relation to its temporality rather than in its embodiment. This is something that we see in Being in Time and also in the Solicon seminars. The body remains for Heidegger a difficult question, and Heidegger himself says it. Had Heidegger thought of body and spatiality of Heidegger, oh sorry, sorry, and the spatiality of Dasein as, as one and the same thing, the body could have formed part of, of a fundamental ontology. But of course, this would be inconsistent with Heidegger's ontology. Dasein is embodied as Dasein is embodied as bodying forth, and here we see that the body is a correlate of Dasein comportment towards what is ahead of itself. And yet, this opening of a body, the horizon, is merely a manner in which the body corresponds to Dasein ontological structure. To this end, bodying forth names the agreement with this structure. Rather than, me, rather than being merely ontic and thereby having nothing to do with it, sorry, with its ontological structure. But it is here that Heidegger stops. 
there too paving the way for Merleau-Ponty, Jean-Luc Nancy, and others whose respective ontologies are not founded on the existential primacy of temporality, and moreover, who do not introduce a difference between existential spatiality and the body. Thank you.